0: Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker.
1: Hello, everybody. hope you're having a good Wednesday. It's been a, a rough day for the country so far this morning. Uh, obviously, I, the news, the tragedy in Virginia, I don't have to remind you all, as I'm sure you're aware of what happened, but just wanted to start the show by saying that uh, our thoughts and prayers at, here at 1450 are with those affected and impacted uh, with the shooting in Virginia, with the news station, with their families. I just can't even imagine uh, what they're dealing with and and how they're feeling. Uh, another senseless tragedy here in America. Something has to change. This is something that we could talk about for for hours, but this is a sports talk radio show. You all listened, you all tuned in to listen to me talk about sports. So. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time, although they deserve, uh, they deserve a lot more than what they obviously got today. And, um, just, uh, a terrible, terrible crime. And, uh, again, thoughts and prayers with them here at the station. We, we do on location shows all the time. Uh, we, you know, interact with, with strangers and, um, I really, I just I, I can't. It leaves you speechless trying to put yourself in their shoes and what they were feeling up until the, the shots were fired. And it's uh, it'll make you sick if you think about it too much. So, again, wanted to start the show by just saying our thoughts and, and prayers are in Virginia. Um, and, and we'll talk sports from here on out and try to try to cheer up your day, hopefully try to cheer up myself, um, really. But uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Trevor, besides what happened this morning, how how are you?
0: Uh, good. Thank you. It's a good, good. it's a good. Nice. Still nice weather Wednesday here in the Ohio Valley.
1: It, uh, the weather. And it's funny. I was just texting with some people about this. The weather has just been on. Un- can you ever remember a late August where we've had a week of weather like we've had this week?
0: Um, I'm probably the wrong person days. to ask that question too. Cause short term memory can be a pain in the rear end. But, yeah. uh, but, but when I know in this, in this area, Sometimes I, the weather just blows my mind. I, there's been Christmases where it's, been, it's felt like it's it's March or early in, in, or Aprilish weather, and then there's some Christmases, and then it'll start snowing in, in March. So uh, sometimes it's uh, almost like playing Russian roulette with the weather here.
1: It's, but in late August, I, I know that some days in December and January and February we'll have these rare sixty or seventy degree weather days. I remember last February before the uk florida basketball game down in gainesville i got to play some golf here in in louisville because the weather was so nice i know sometimes we have some unseasonably warm days but generally in the summer especially in late august it doesn't seem like we get too many cool days and now we've had seven or ten consecutive days where the weather has just been perfect Uh, that is with everything going on that that's a positive that's something uh that's something that you've been able to look forward to these past few days to be outside and not be impacted by the weather. That being said, Trevor, finally, we can look at the 10 day forecast. Louisville fans can look at the 10 day forecast for Atlanta, Kentucky fans, obviously for September 5th and Lexington, you can finally look at the 10 day forecast and, and get an idea of what the weather is going to be like for the first college football Saturday. One that's fun just for planning sake and to have a idea of, of, what the weather is going to be, simply put.
0: Even though Louisville's playing in a dome.
1: And they're playing in a dome, but you're going to be outside. <laughs> if you tailgate outside in Atlanta, it, the, the game is much more than what goes on after kickoff, or you're, the experience, rather. The
0: game is half the battle, as you would say.
1: Exactly. The game is half the battle when it comes to college football Saturdays. But uh, but, it, but it also symbolizes that we're that close, Trevor, where it's finally shown up in the forecast.
0: And what kind and and, and uh, Nostradamus? Give me a uh, give me a hint of what that forecast might be.
1: Well, for I actually hadn't looked at Lexingtons. I've only I only looked at Louisville. Let's see if I can get Lexingtons up here. Uh, but starting this weekend, starting Friday, Saturday.
0: Why would West, you even bother looking at Louisville? They're in Atlanta.
1: <laughs> I'm because I, I live in Louisville. So that's just what I looked at. That's what I've saved to my phone, Trevor.
0: Oh, okay, that makes uh, a little sense. <laughs>
1: um, but starting on this Friday, Saturday, while I'm trying to get this weather pulled up. It's going to get warmer. It's going to be more of your late August, early September weather where it's going to be high 80s, low 90s. Uh, So the first forecast for U.K. football from Louisville would have been a high of 89. Let's see what it is from Lexington pulling it up right here. Uh, It's going to be 88.
0: That's – depends if there's a breeze or not, the humidity. Is that – it might it might be a little uh, more sufferable for uh, for Kentucky fans on uh, opening day than it would be for Louisville fans in a nice air conditioned dome.
1: But again, you're tailgating outside. It's going to be high eighty eight, low is sixty six. If you're tailgating all day, that's going to be rough. But the game's at seven seven thirty, so that that it'll feel you know probably be low eighties by that point. So that's good. That's high not 70s. bad. So by game time we'll be fine. During the tailgate, uh, bring a lot of water. Might get a little toasty, but it's just the thing that gets me pumped. Trevor, is we're that much closer to football.
0: That is a, that is correct. That
1: much closer to football, and um, we we've broken down UK position by position. We're going to talk more football today. Uh, just some of the season outlook sort of things. Uh, we'll, we'll be dealing with that up until uh, into game week next week. And next week we'll be able to start previewing Louisiana Lafayette. We'll be able to do the. The weekly opponent breakdowns, which I'm excited about. Uh, another sign that we're close, Trevor, is school for UK started today. I think Louisville started on Monday. UK started today. Any advice you'd give the young freshmen on on UK's campus? No
0: classes before ten.
1: <laughs> if you if you were to have if you had to get up and give a speech to freshmen about what to expect their freshman year of college and give them some pointers, what would you uh, kind of give me a summary of of how that? speech would go
0: uh i guess it'd be something like uh guys listen you're putting your body on the line here <laughs> i know you've got buddies you need to tell one of your buddies that they're going to be the fall guy you need to tell them homie when are you going to jail and we'll get you out but when are you going to go to jail and when somebody you can be behind me going we'll get you out tomorrow morning but uh when are you going to go and uh from now on if you're going to drink make sure you put it in a diet coke can uh, second, uh, if you're going to, uh, get hammered, make sure to have someone that looks similar to you. Take, uh, take your morning class, uh, and third. And lastly, um, always wrap it because, uh, you don't want to, have, uh, have a kid.
1: I had some sage advice from Trevor, Trevor Kelsey here on 1450. Of sports. Thank Those you. Thank you. I, I, I tore you. the
0: city. If you need my, need me for any, uh, conferences or anything, just let me know. You can reach me at, uh, at the station.
1: I'm uh I hope the young folks listening had their pens and pens and paper out to be able to write down that, that great advice that you could only get from Trevor. And if you
0: don't have a car, someone on your floor will find them and make friends with them on the first day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I had a car, so I didn't have to I never had to worry about that. And and most of my friends did too. I think more people have cars now, Trevor, than back in the seventies when you were in college.
0: <laughs> Maybe, but a lot of people some people also don't take their car to to college because of uh, inconvenience, possibly having to park it and deal with stuff like that. Some people don't. They don't. Yeah. They, they come from out of state. I mean, you're yeah. coming from Louisville to Lexington. I'm sure some of your friends were too.
1: I know. I knew some people that didn't. And in bigger cities, I know a lot of people that don't bring cars. Yeah. But uh, my advice for UK students, I, I could probably go on. I thought go I covered on. it all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you 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 hit the major points. Good. Uh, first and foremost, just in, and this is going to sound corny and cheesy. Uh, (laughs) embrace every day because it really will be the best four or five years of your life uh, without a doubt and don't 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 wish away any time i know a lot of times it's easy to say man i can't wait till winter break or i can't wait till summer uh don't don't do that appreciate every day because once you get out you're out and uh it's over and once Once you're
0: out you owe money
1: And you owe money and you got to get a job. And then it kind of just starts to spiral down towards your life. And then you and then you have to live it as a real adult instead of this little fantasy land that you live in. Uh, But my more non cheesy, corny advice. And this is your uh, speech is is more
0: depressing than mine, by the way, I think it
1: is. It is. But uh, this is actually real advice that I that I did. And I'm so happy that I did. Uh, Preferably your freshman year. Maybe your sophomore year. At some point, take a 12-hour semester, and maybe you can do it your senior year. Depending on, you want to do it when you're not going to have hard classes, and you want to do it when you when you can do it, when you can afford to do it, which will either be really late in your college career or really early in your college career. But it but it's 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 more fun to do in your early college career when you're still wide-eyed and everything's new to you, and uh, you're still kind of. The parties because they're new. Um, so at some point, preferably your freshman year uh, and, and second semester is the best because that's when March Madness is. Take a 12 hour semester because Trevor, uh, I'm sure you probably took some 12 hour semesters. Yeah, that's what you feel like you were just literally on a vacation. You feel like you're on a, a five month vacation. I, when I did it, I, I think I might have taken a 12 hour semester twice. Uh, but you gotta, you know, you have to make it up eventually. And then you might have to do an 18-hour semester, which is really hard. You might have to take some summer classes, which are really expensive. You have to make up for it. It's not like you can just take these 12-hour semesters and still graduate in four years. You still have to find time to to pick up the course loads that you dropped. I did mine my friend my second, and I kind of fell into it accidentally. But it was my second semester freshman year. I was still living in the dorms, and it was during UK. UK went to the Elite Eight that that tournament 2010 um I, I drew we took a just a random night trip up to syracuse for for that elite eight game uh, but easily probably one of my better semesters i had in college that would be my advice take one semester early on to kind of just appreciate and enjoy the college experience because uh, you'll make an incredible amount of memory so you're not too worried about school and you just get a focus on having fun for a little bit that would be my advice trevor
0: First of all, I never took anything more than a twelve-hour semester <laughs> the entire time at Western Kentucky. Uh, granted, I didn't finish at Western Kentucky, and I probably wouldn't have finished in four years if I had continued going. Uh, but yeah, if you're gonna, I don't, I don't see why you have to make up the time. Just well, why you so hurry get out in four years? You already said it best. Enjoy the and time. I, so I go go six count. years and just take twelve-hour semesters every time.
1: <laughs> well, if if you're because that can get a little pricey, Trevor.
0: Yeah, you know, it's not like you're going to, I mean, it's like you're ever going to, it's going to take 50 years for you to pay it all back anyway, so what's the rush? What's adding another couple years to your uh, student loans?
1: Well, uh, uh, adding another couple years to your student loans is what that's doing, (laughs) Uh, and I'll be honest, when I was, a lot of my friends were a year older than me in college, so when they graduated, I began to felt, uh, I felt very old. um, I was a
0: 25-year-old freshman, TJ.
1: Yeah, okay, so your, your experience is a little different than the normal college experience, which is fine. Uh, you know, whether you go to college later or early, that's all good.
0: It did give me the perfect pickup line, though, that I could tell girls I could buy them alcohol. You... <laughs> which leads me to lesson three, people, the Jimmy hat. Don't forget it.
1: Uh, Captain Arctic says, true advice, one, go to class, two, be on time, three, pay attention, four, seek balance. Uh, he said that he did a 12-hour semester and a 19, did much better taking 19, had to manage my time carefully. Uh, and, and if you're going to take 12, you're going to have to balance it out with a bigger semester, uh, a, a busier semester. I know Trevor's trying to convince everybody to do a a, a six- or seven-year plan. Who doesn't
0: which, love Van Wilder?
1: Which which isn't ideal. Uh, I had busy semesters, too, and the the worst thing about it is – the longer you go on in college, then you start doing internships or maybe you get a job or maybe you have a job right away. But the longer you go on, the more you start preparing for your career or the field that you're going to go into. So then you become busier with that. And then your classes get a little bit harder and your time just gets spread out more. So my advice is to enjoy the early years while you're still taking some level 100 classes, this and that then buckle in for late sophomore, junior, maybe early senior and then also, when before you cross the finish line, make sure you get some time to look back and enjoy it all. Uh, but I, I, I'm very envious of the freshmen that are starting, Trevor. Uh, it seemed like just yesterday that was me, and now here I am, 24 years old, doing a radio show with you.
0: You're getting old. You haven't even reached my freshman age.
1: <laughs> You're, I, you really were 25 when you were a freshman. Yeah. What'd you do from 18 to, to 25? Just I really,
0: out? I really can't remember. So I probably had fun. Most of most of it's a blur.
1: That's good. That's good. You know, there's nothing. Well, I finished
0: I finished high school early because I went to I left uh, I went to JCHS a correspondence school, and then I uh, was mostly uh, moved had my first place when I was 17 and worked full time. That's another reason why I did 12 hour semesters. Also, I was working full time. I was working full time, and actually had at one point had two jobs while I was in college.
1: Yeah, my freshman year was just ideal. Uh, I was not working. I was doing a little stuff for the Colonel here and there, but not working, living in the dorms. I had the meal plan cards, which I, I only had freshman year. So pretty much all my meals were paid for. Um, I was still living off parents' money and then, uh, and then things changed a little bit sophomore through senior year. I had a job all the time during then, but even that was just still living in a little fantasy world. Um, Good times, though. Good times. So, I still had fun.
0: I had to work full-time serving at uh, Lone Star uh, six day, five days a week while I was doing uh, classes the other, the other days. But, you know, I still had a good time. Still had fun.
1: Captain Arctic says that he got so far behind early with the fraternity crap that he miraculously recovered on the back end. And also, that's another thing. You know, sometimes fraternity or sororities, they're not for people, and that's nothing wrong if it's not for you. I would give it a look. I would just – I would at least – even if you're uncomfortable doing it, go show some interest. See maybe if it's for you. Maybe if you connect with people. You want to meet as many people as you can early on, and the Greek system is a solid way of doing that. But it, it ultimately isn't for everybody. Are and you a fraternity guy? I was. Uh, we so
0: I've never heard I, you I, claim a fraternity. That's why I'm curious. What's that? I've never heard you claim any kind of fraternity. I know Yates well, was well, fraternity.
1: Here, here's the Here's the deal. So I was in a fraternity, and a lot of people that that know me already know this story, but a lot of people listening probably don't, or maybe they don't care. If not, who cares? (laughs) Buckle up. Uh, So joined a fraternity. Joined a fraternity with a lot of people I knew in high school, which a little part of me regrets doing that, but I did end up meeting a ton of people that weren't in my high school, and some of those people are my best friend to this day. So in hindsight, I'm happy with the fraternity that I chose. Uh, So I rushed just because I kind of knew a lot of people. And and like I said, ended up meeting a lot more people Uh, when we were going through pledge week. uh, We got haze just like any fraternity does on UK's campus or pretty much any campus. And somebody, somebody told on, on our fraternity for hazing. And one of our, one of my, uh, one of my pledge members in my class, I guess somehow we weren't allowed to have cell phones or computers for anything besides school, but I guess somebody snuck out an email to their parents talking about how bad it was. It really wasn't that bad. And the, the UK came in and investigated our international, our, <laughs> our headquarters of the fraternity came in and investigated. And that was that. Uh, they, they kind of put us on a suspension and said, you all just need to take a break and we'll, we'll have to sort this thing out. We ended up initiating in January or February instead of November like originally planned, and that was that. We had to be careful with what we did. Uh, There was a watchful eye from UK on us. We were in trouble. Just had to make sure we we didn't do anything stupid. That following fall, so my sophomore year, so finally I'm in the fraternity. I'm going to get to go watch people go through the rush process. I'll be on the other side of it. I was pretty excited about that going to have some younger guys that I can, you know, make me drive around, do this and that, Trevor. Uh, and it was the first week of school. It was basically this past Friday. Uh, UK students moved in, or maybe it was, it was actually, it actually was. would be this Friday. So classes had started. It was the first weekend where everybody was on campus and classes had started. Uh, we had a, a little get-together in the house. Remember, UK is a dry campus. And uh, we had a little get-together in the house Some of the our our fraternity house was in the six pack. If you're familiar with UK's campus, which is right by a lot of the dorms, a really good spot right next to the library as well. And uh, there was a lot of freshmen walking by and we invited some in to play some ping pong and video games. And uh, it it turned into this party that when you walked upstairs where all the bedrooms were, Trevor, the hallway was shoulder to shoulder and you couldn't move. (laughs) So it got out of hand. And one of, one of my it escalated
0: friends, quickly is what you're trying to say. It, it
1: escalated very quickly and was huge, easily the biggest party I've probably ever been to in my life. And I, I go downstairs and one of my one of my friends was taking a little snooze and he had taken he took a weird he decided to take a nap in a very weird place, uh, halfway in the door and halfway out of the door.
0: Are you are you, are you just trying to be nice because that sounds like that didn't sound like a nap. That sounds like passing out.
1: He was passed out. Okay, let's
0: be out. Uh, no I, one takes I, a nap halfway between doors and a party.
1: So he was passed out, and I go to wake him up or to you know make sure he's okay, move him to the couch, do something. Draw on his and face. I look, out, I look <laughs> out the window, and there are five cop cars, and I'm I and it doesn't look good. They obviously know what's going on. Um, it, it doesn't look like a good situation. So I pick up my buddy. And I say, hey, we have two stairwells in the fraternity house. And I said, you run up that one and tell everybody that they're coming. I'll run up this one, tell everybody that they're coming. And we, you know, we need to try to give people a heads up. Everybody, there's no way we were going to be able to hide everybody, but, you know, maybe help limit the damage since we had already been in trouble.
0: Yeah. You got to get some toilets flushing, is what you're saying.
1: Exactly. So uh, I go, I. I... I bet he probably didn't make it up his side of the stairway, although I'm not a (laughs) hundred percent sure.
0: How can you not trust the guy passed out in the doorway to warn people? Come on. What kind of world do we live in?
1: And and this next part, you got to tell me if I'm right or wrong about this. So I run up the stairwell, I yell in the hallway. I say, cops are coming. This isn't a joke. I'm not messing around. Everybody get inside a room. And a lot of people on my end of the hallway that heard me did just that. Some of them didn't believe me, but most of them did. So, but, but tell me if this is right or wrong. I snuck down the stairwell again, went out the side door, and then just went out the house and, and watched the watched the ship sink.
0: Nothing wrong with that. You get to, hey, it's every man for themselves when the cops show up. You gotta so get out. Called. You gave a warning. You got I me mean, once. You, I mean, I would have. Yeah, I wouldn't even know if I'd gone up the stairs. I would have just yelled up the stairs and yelled as I kept walking, running out the door. You got it. You got it. You can give warning, but you, you got to get out there. You can't save everybody.
1: So I did what I could. Some people did get citations. I didn't. I, I made it out and watched literally for an a, for 30 minutes. They went door to door or room to room, and there was probably probably 30 rooms in the house, 30 bedrooms, maybe, maybe 20, 30 bedrooms. And they went in every room. And obviously they found just, you know, 20 people in each room or however many <laughs> there was. Didn't
0: and you have a room there?
1: I did not. I did not live there. I lived in the dorms. Okay, so you. I I, I lived in the dorms freshman year, and then I lived on a house off campus sophomore through senior year. Okay, so you
0: weren't living there. there.
1: No, and they went in every room, made everybody pour out all their alcohol, all their liquor, every little drop into the toilet. And this whole process took well over an hour, and then (laughs) cited a few people, and then basically told everybody else to to get out of there, and then just uh, a few weeks later, Trevor, we had learned that our fraternity chapter was being shut down
0: <laughs> and you, ki- th- you killed it you helped you were part of killing a fraternity chapter in lexington
1: but the the crazy thing is it wasn't even uk that did it uk was going to make us lose our house for a year our fraternity house for a year and but uh, allow and, and put us on suspension for a year
0: wait, and then wait, allow wait a minute you, you haven't it revealed
1: national the- fraternity that came in and 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 took away the charter. Wait
0: a minute, what, you haven't yet to reveal, uh, what, were you in Delta? What, what, what exact, what, what, what fraternity were you in?
1: I was in Lambda Chi Alpha at UK.
0: I'm not familiar with them.
1: They, uh, it's, yeah, you probably, uh, it's funny. I hear a lot of, there's a lot of new fraternities on UK's campus. Lambda Chi. So we got a, a four year suspension which basically would see all the members that were in that fraternity graduate, assuming that you'd graduate in four years, which was not a safe assumption. Yeah. Especially with
0: the record of this fraternity, apparently.
1: And so they, they, that they, they made the band. So where everybody would be graduated by the time they came back, I still, to this day, don't know if they're, if they're back, if they're coming back, uh, what the deal is.
0: So so are you technically like a, I mean, could you, do you know, like the secret handshake? Are you technically like a, uh, a legacy some, or whatever they call it. I, I mean,
1: they, what they said is that after you graduated, you could go to their website and apply for alumni status. I said, you know,
0: no, no thank, you. <laughs>
1: thank you. And, and uh, I politely said, no, not, not, not really so polite. Um, I still have my little chapter card for when I was in the fraternity and, and have my uh, initiation certificate and that this and that. But uh, basically it ended up kind of working out well because I, I met everybody for the year that I was in there, made all these friends, and then we were all still very close with one another. Afterwards, had parties. We we put together a social fund, which everybody threw up, you know, 10 or 20 bucks, and we'd have these parties at houses off campus. And, we you know, we didn't really have to worry about getting in trouble. If the cops came, they'd break up the party, maybe give a, a noise violation, but it would never be reported back to UK. So it ended up working, working out to to being just fine. But that was my fraternity story as school starts today and people will begin rushing and and going through that same process. uh, Make sure you pick a fraternity that, that that won't shut down in a few years. Luckily
0: I didn't have that. I only had one situation where cops showed up at any party. I was at in Western. It wasn't a fraternity. It was a, it was a house. And unfortunately also, I didn't know the cops were there and came out of the bedroom, kind of like the kid at the end of super troopers. And he's like screaming, I love, you know, acid, even though I didn't scream that. I did come belligerently out of the room, not knowing that they were there, and the cops actually just thought it was funny. They laughed at me, but uh, yeah. that's also the reason why I don't drink screwdrivers anymore, too.
1: I was I was at a few parties that were busted by the cops, but nothing serious. They just tell people to leave. Yeah. Never at one of my houses though, which I'm I'm pretty proud about because we did have some we did have some parties, uh, but we, you just have to be smart about it. That's all. That's all it takes. We need to head to commercial break. We come back. Got to talk about Louisville City's big win against an MLS team last night. That was and a party then, last night. I was. I, I was out there. Uh, it's funny how many people you run. It's it's like a big social event, um, but a great time. So I'll talk about that. Also, football season nearing by. Got into debate with some Louisville fans. I'm gonna bring that to the radio show and let you all decide who's right and who's wrong. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Oh, oh.
0: You're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. You lollygag the ball around the empty. You lollygag your way down to first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. Do you know what that makes you, Larry? Lollygaggers.
1: (laughs) Lollygaggers. 14-15, 14:15. the sports buzz. It's been a long day. The Sports Talker with TJ Walker is brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentuckiana's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. You've got anything you need at their house, big or small, uh, they will come over, fix it for you. They're very quick. They're affordable. Uh, they're the best in the business. That's Allen Electric. They'll never leave you in the dark. So fun little uh, advice for incoming freshmen as they begin uh, the best four years of their lives. And I had somebody say they wanted me to, to go to the, the UK U of L debate that I'd gotten into with a, a of L friend of mine. So there was a, it, it's not a source I trust Trevor. I'll just say that, but it was somebody that, that tries to, to act like a source from time to time that said that Reggie Bonifan and Kyle Bolin, lead for the quarterback race with Bolin maybe having a leg up, which goes against everything that I've heard with it seeming that Gardner will likely be the starting quarterback and Lamar Jackson going to get a lot of playing time against Sovereign. But just for entertainment's sake, this person said, I'm hearing that there's a chance that Kyle Bolin could be the starter. Okay, Uh, let's just play along and act like that's going to happen. I think that is a huge, huge red flag for Louisville, as I don't think Kyle Bolin's very good. And the when I was having this nice discussion with a Louisville friend of mine, he said, well, he torched Kentucky. He, he lit up Kentucky, which brought up the debate. Did Kyle Bolin help or hurt Louisville against Kentucky? Because on the one hand, Louisville wasn't doing anything with the Reggie Bonifant against Kentucky, and we know that. Uh, they I don't even know if they had a first down, and by the time that Kyle Boland came in. UK was up 13 to nothing and he, he did throw, I think 21 to 31, 370 yards. Those are all great numbers. Uh, I think he had three touchdowns, but when you look at exactly what happened, uh, all, I think all of those touchdowns came on huge uh, yaks yards after catch from Devonte Parker, who was without a doubt the best player on the field came against a terrible Kentucky defense, maybe the worst one in the past decade. And, He also gave UK 14 points by throwing a pick six, throwing or fumbling. That was a a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. I think he maybe had another fumble that set up to a, a, for UK points. And then that near interception at the end of the game that Marcus McWilson could have just done a fair catch for. It was such an easy pick and ended up dropping it. So uh, Trevor help, help me settle this debate. Did the Cowboy and win or almost lose the UK U of game for Louisville.
0: He won the UK game. He clearly yeah, in, yeah, by, yeah. by the I know it's a small dose of comparison to what Bonifon was doing, which was just four four attempts at passing the ball, one of four total, eight yards, one interception in his very short time in the game before. But the fact that he looked so poorly just in that small sample size, while bowling, yes, didn't look. Like he, like John Elway completely. I think it's been a little exaggerated how good he was. I don't think he was bad. Yeah, uh, you, you pointed out the fumble and the interception, yes, but also we're talking about a third-string kid coming in as well No, no, no,
1: I'm not, I'm not talking. I'm not saying that he's not a third-string kid. He is. And, and I, you know, overall I think he did better than – obviously I think he did better than people expected – But, one, I think his numbers are incredibly inflated because, one, throwing it up to Devontae Parker, who for some reason was in single coverage the the majority of that game, isn't that hard. Parker had three
0: touchdowns in that game, 45, 45, and 33 yards apiece.
1: Exactly. But those weren't him throwing the ball 45 yards to the end zone. It was him throwing it 15 yards, Mm -hmm. and Devontae Parker just making UK's defense look silly. And if you remember, in that second half, Kentucky had a hell of a time moving – against Louisville's defense. At that point Louisville's defense had settled in for the most part, uh and Kentucky and Patrick Tolles really couldn't do anything and the only reason Kentucky was in that game late was because of those turnovers and then again, you know, 14 direct points on pick sixes and then a scoop and score. Uh, those were big mistakes. So I don't think Kyle Bolin was as good as people think he was in that game against Kentucky and then you look at what he did against Georgia and that was just garbage.
0: I disagree. Well, the Georgia game, I, I don't feel like he should have been brought out of the game in the first place. I'm not saying Louisville would obviously wouldn't have maybe won the game. I mean, we never know, but I doubt it would have been any different. But I think when he was taken out in that game, and me and Nick have discussed this, and we both agree on it many a times on the uh, following show, card in the inside the press box, that, that kind of just really kind of gave a kick to the, the, the groin of the momentum that any kind of momentum Louisville could have had. But back to the Kentucky-Louisville game, I mean, Louisville – Upon the, the fumble recovery in the fourth quarter, Louisville was only up 28-26 at that point. So it's not, no, like, I, I mean, it's not like Kentucky but, was being blown away by Louisville. Louisville fought back, came back. Obviously, Boone Williams was unable to be contained. And because of that, Louisville, Kentucky was able to kick field goals left and right through the second half of the game before the two touchdowns that came off turnovers.
1: But, again, if Kentucky doesn't get those points, that pick sixth, and that fumble return for a touchdown. And then again, you're, I think everybody's talking about if Marcus Wilson can just catch that ball, I think everybody's talking about how Kyle Boland blew that game for Louisville.
0: Quite possibly. But, yeah.
1: But, but long story short, if Kyle Boland's the starting quarterback for Louisville heading into that Auburn game, I like Auburn and I'm given 17 points.
0: Uh, I, I, I would be surprised. I, I would be, I don't know. I'm almost to a level of shocked. I don't I like Cabo, and I want to root for him. He's a local kid. I mean, I, he had a lot of injury issues coming out of high school, going into college. it has been kind of a rough road. I get it. Sob, sob, you know, PR piece, all that good stuff. It gets ratings and people t- crying and tearing up and goosebumps and all that crap. But, I mean, plain and simple, he's a, he's a third-string quarterback. And I don't, I doubt he's going to be starting for Auburn. I'm not sure what message board or Reddit board he's on reading uh, your, your friend is or what, you know, guy told him that he heard – you know, Petrino—it's a—it's a get in, get out. You know, getting a, getting a soda, and he could l- listen to him on his cell phone, and behind him in line. I don't know what kind of sources he supposedly thinks he has, but I would be shocked. To me, it—it it, it seems it's almost inevitable. It's a Bonifant Gardner race with with Bolin just kind of comfortably hanging out in third place.
1: If if I would almost maybe even say this, if Bonifant starts, but if uh, Bolin. And maybe Reggie starts for Louisville. Uval has the third best quarterback in the state of Kentucky, and uh, I—that's I, not just me, you know, trying to stir the pot or say outlandish things. But give me uh, Brandon Dowdy down in in Bowling Green, and obviously Patrick Tolles is is the best of the bunch. But I, I don't think very, and not as people because I don't know them, but I don't think very highly of Kyle Bolin or, or Reggie Bonifant as quarterbacks. I think the answer, if you want to play it incredibly conservative, is Gardner for Louisville. If you want to risk it and put the best athlete out there, and I think the guy with the highest potential, the guy with the highest ceiling, then you roll the dice with Lamar Jackson and have and see if he can perform on the big stage against Auburn, and then you just go the rest of the season with just, uh, again, a freak athlete, a quarterback that also has a, a decent arm as well.
0: I'm not completely. I'm. I'm. I'm not sold on Bonifani myself. I was very negative of him all last year. I was. I don't want to say not as much as negative as being just wanting to to be seen more, to to be seen more, to be showed, to be be told why he's being given the opportunities he is. And I'm assuming, obviously, this coaching staff knows more about football than I do. I mean, it's this clear. I'm not going to argue that. And they, oh, and sure. I and I and I see the the athleticism in Bonifani. I see a guy that's only played quarterback for a very short time and being kind of thrust into an opportunity at a higher level right away with the lack of experience. But it, it, my choice would be if, if he's healthy, I'd want Will Gardner. First of all, that Will Gardner got a, kind of a bad rap last year. I think mean, he didn't play as awful as some people think. A lot of his turnovers were on, on more often than not a result of a, an offensive line breakdown where he was just getting hammered left and right. Uh, he, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions, 57% passing is kind of Tebow-ish, so it's not the best, obviously. But he also got to think most of the time he spent last year was without Devontae Parker. Now, he won't have Devontae Parker this year. Won't have Eli Rogers either or even some of the other great receivers we had last year. But I thought he played – I thought he got kind of a bad rap amongst the fans and kind of took the blame for some things that I don't think he deserved. I thought he played well, and if he's completely healthy, I would put him as a starter. But if, I, if I'm if i a betting man, and I am sometimes not very well, though, I'd probably say Bonifant will be taking the opening snaps against, against Auburn.
1: I'm going to guess that it's going to be Gardner. It should be Lamar Jackson like I said. And you're right. Gardner wasn't as bad as people made him out to be. Again, I don't I don't think his ceiling's all that high, but I think he is smart. He's not going to make a ton of mistakes if he is the starter in that opening game against Auburn. Uh, somebody texted the show and say that Kyle Boland would start for Kentucky. There's just no, no way in no. hell that he would start for Kentucky. No. He wouldn't be second string. He I
0: I can't compare bat- him to he Drew Barker cuz I haven't he seen Barker a bat play.
1: Reese Phillips for third-string quarterback if he was at Kentucky.
0: I mean he's sh- I- he's shown that he's better than Reese at least what he's shown on the field in terms of the I mean granted Reese Phillips hasn't had the opportunity though. So I mean it's kind of an unfair argument but I mean he's at least shown that he can and that same argument you can say about Drew Barker too. At least he's shown that he can be competitive in a in, in a starting position or at least not maybe starting but primarily starting since he played all but four four possessions or four snaps.
1: I, I, I'm kidding about Reese Phillips. Okay. Fulham would, <laughs> would start over him, uh, but I really don't think he'd probably be ahead of Drew Barker or, or Patrick Tolles. And uh, there's just no way around that. That's just a, a Louisville fan trying to be and, a Louisville and, fan. and
0: here's the thing with some Louisville fans you talk to locally, and I, I, I feel bad sometimes regarding, because I think he's like the odd man out. Because when you look at this, I mean, one, you have Lamar Jackson, who's the new guy. And obviously the new guy is obviously he doesn't have the, the stain of the negative talk that you can have because you haven't seen the new guy. I mean, you see it. All you see is a, to the modern fan, of I think he was, what, a three, maybe four-star recruit, depending on who you look at. Probably high three-star for the most part on average. And your other comparisons, if you're Will Gardner, you're just kind of the odd man out. Bonifant's a local kid. Bolin's pretty much a local kid. Boland came out and looked awesome against Kentucky, at least in the eyes of most Louisville fans. I don't think he was awesome, but I thought he looked pretty damn good and good enough to win. So you're Will Gardner. You're kind of the, the, the scapegoat. You're kind of the... the the one that no one wants to kind of root for because you're not from this area. You are from Alabama. You are from the Southern area. I think he's from Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. And you also have the kind of the stigma of being people thinking you played so poorly last year when I thought it was overrated. So, I mean, he's got, I feel kind of bad for him. He's kind of the one that's forgetting about, forgotten about amongst local fans. I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's probably just because fans want something new or something different. And they yeah. saw what he was able to do, but it really wasn't all that bad last year. Uh, but
0: I mean, he, 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 Ooh, he was that only that's play, that's he only 221 attempts last year. I mean, he was only played half the season.
1: Yeah. And, well, you know, and how healthy can he stay throughout this season would be another question mark. And it makes you wonder, do you even risk it with him? But, obviously, that's something the coaches would know better than than we would. Uh, we need to head to commercial break. We can keep this discussion going if you want. I still also need to talk about the soccer match, but maybe we'll wait till the, the 5 o'clock hour to do that. Uh, but stick around here on 1450, the Sports Buzz. Beautiful Wednesday afternoon. We'll be right back
0: up there, you don't You're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? Austria. Austria! <laughs> well then, good <laughs> day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Traveling in a, of Columbia, on a heavy full of song strange lady, she made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, do you come from a under, under?
1: day of the day, Trevor. What do you and, and Donovan
0: have planned for this, this evening? Uh, fortunately not a lot. I'll be here till, uh roughly 11, 11.30 tonight. Uh, following uh, us, we have uh, the Jeff Brom show debuting tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, from uh to talk a little Western Kentucky Hilltoppers obviously with football. That show starts tonight and then following that from nine to eleven I'll have the uh triple threat talk. So uh Donovan will see me when I get home later tonight. Probably more than likely he's just sleeping though. That's good. He is four he turned fourteen this month, so he's a little he's an older dog.
1: He is an older dog. He takes
0: after me too. He just pretty much lays around the house. He'll he'll perk his head head up when he hears food. Occasionally if he has to go to the bathroom, he'll he'll make his way to the back door.
1: Does he ever have any accidents in the house like you do?
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, his are more often than mine. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's easy to get the laundry basket and then the toilet confusing to uh, mix up. But he, he occasionally will have an accident here and there if I ignore him. Uh, while maybe I'm playing a video game, if he'll come up to me and he'll give me that look, and I know he know what he wants. And sometimes I'll just procrastinate and be like, "Oh, hold on one second and he'll be like, "You know, I'm not holding it one more 2nd He'll go and he'll. He'll he'll you know pee the as my grandmother used to say on the carpet, but he That's all he. He's never. He doesn't poop on the carpet. He won't do that. He'll he'll hold that. He'll yeah, let me a, and he'll let some SBDs out to, to let me know he's ready to go out.
1: It's uh, all fun visuals there, <laughs> Trevor. Uh, but we he's
0: fourteen. Uh, Cap- what am I gonna do? I mean, I can't get mad at him.
1: <laughs> Captain Artic thinks that that Bolin won the game as well. I, I just I can't. I I I will never agree that somebody that gave up. Fourteen crucial points when an offense was having a very tough time scoring, uh, won them a game regardless of what they did. Basically, and this is exaggerated to a certain extent, but if I could get the ball to Devonte Parker just in his general area, Trevor, that's all you had to do against Kentucky. If they're going to only put one guy on them, and guess what, Kyle Bolin was able to do that. But I, I really think I could probably do that. Yeah, I think that's, I that's think you're taking
0: Parker. my hater yeah. role a little, a little bit here on this point.
1: And, and and Kyle Boland was able to do, and then Devontae Parker made everybody else look silly, and would run for forty-five yard touchdowns, forty-yard touchdown, thirty-yard touchdown, whatever it was. That's not just because you can get him the ball doesn't mean you had a great game or you torch UK's defense. Devontae Parker torched UK's defense. Uh, Kyle Boland kept UK in that game. He did. I uh,
0: see. <laughs> he did. He did. I think Stanley Boone Williams was more the ex- a better example of keeping UK in the game than possibly Kyle Bowling keeping Kentucky in the game. I mean or you could say Fred Tiller who made the interception and returned it for a touchdown helped keep Kentucky in the game or uh whomever caused the fumble and returned it, which I don't know off the top of my head I don't and, remember. And it that. wasn't
1: like he just made bad throws. I mean those are the
0: really the, the bad flow throws. was interception was just well, he just overthrew the receiver. I remember I remember yeah, it.
1: Yeah, but it's not that you know, it's just it's you can't have that happen. I know it's not his fault directly that they were able to return it for a touchdown, and it was kind of bad luck that he was going to throw a pass and got knocked out of his hands, and it was scooped and scored. But those are, those are big mistakes. So why don't we come to agree that Kyle Boland didn't win the game for Kentucky <laughs> or for Louisville. He didn't lose it for them. He was just incredibly, incredibly – average.
0: I'll I tell you one thing I think we can't agree on. You, you've got kind of a little haterism for uh, Kyle Bolin. I don't know if I, it's if it's Kyle Bolin personally or if it's just uh, it's built up because, well, no, you know what? because of Louisville thing, fans that, that are promoting it, him it, to you.
1: In some crazy world, Kyle Bolin was named the starting QB for Louisville. There would be so many obnoxious Louisville fans trying to act like he could be the guy to get it done.
0: <laughs> so, so You're admit, not going to
1: have Devonte Parker. Your <laughs> offensive line not any better. Your wide receiving core is below average in a below average ACC. It's going to be much tougher on any quarterback back there. And I'm, I don't want to hear Louisville fans try to spin that Kyle Bolin could be a good quarterback because he can't be because he's not good.
0: Your beef's not with Kyle Bolin. It's with fans plugging him over, over zealously.
1: Yes, that's what it is. So
0: I've been in that issue before. I
1: want if if Kyle Bolin is, is named the starting quarterback for Louisville, I want Louisville fans to say, okay, we're going to have some issues at quarterback. I want them to be realistic and say that, but that is asking way too much out of them.
0: Oh, uh, well, that's why. Fin- that's what fans are. They're short for fanatics, and a fanatic is someone who uh, doesn't exactly sometimes look at the reality in the right way.
1: But I'm all in on the uh, on the Lamar Jackson train. If Louisville starts him, you're going to have me.
0: Lamar uh, Jackson's not starting. TJ, come he,
1: on, he should.
0: From what I understand, Lamar Jackson, if anything, is going to be possibly being doing punt returning uh, duties.
1: Just let him do everything,
0: and and that's the case. That tells me that they, I don't say I don't want to say they necessarily don't feel his future is at quarterback. But if they felt he was only a quarterback future, he would be redshirting this year, no doubt about it to me. The fact that he they they see him being able to be athletic enough to do other things to contribute right away and not be a quarterback tells me he might. I'm I don't know. That's got to lower his odds in terms of being a quarterback in the future. Because I mean, obviously you have Bonifon who is ahead of. I mean, at least in terms of being on campus ahead of him. Uh, Bolin does come back, Gardner will come back, and then you have Jawan Pass coming in. So, I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a kind of a, a log uh, log jam a little bit to keep in position, but not a bad thing. Or it could be worse. It could be worse. You could be talking about four guys that were just completely sucked, if it was a log jam.
1: It'd be um I I, I just I, I don't think any of those These three Little fans got under play. your skin, man. I, I think I think no, they don't. I, I think those three quarterbacks just aren't that great. And I think Gardner is the uh the lesser of three evils. Well this I year, you, I guess you could say. With
0: with, with no park with the receiving core is uh I don't want to use the word depleted, but it is uh, obviously took a large hit from departure last year. You had, you know, Parker being a top, you know, fifteen pick or whatever maybe, and then De La Cruz, which I don't know if he's on a, a team anywhere, but was obviously a decent college receiver and Eli Rogers who I think would have probably made the Steelers have not gotten injured. And I think Ken will end up making somewhere playing professional football. And I thought he was a very clutch college football player. I mean, you lost those, including Gerald Christian as well, which I mean, you may didn't maybe fill the hype that he had, but still was a solid contributor. It's going to be the quarterbacks have no one uh, to in your, in your uh, argument lean on this year and have to do it on their own, at least unless somebody, unless somebody steps up like a James quick or the transfer from UAB. Uh. Which I'm forgetting Dylan his Bruce name
1: was was cut by the Dolphins by the way. Was he?
0: I, I didn't. It didn't surprise. Me. I mean, he might end up playing like CFL or something. But he was a decent college. He was a decent college receiver.
1: Yeah. Well, he made nice no, there, plays there was, here and there. The receiving core when Devontae Parker was healthy last year was was solid. Yeah. And, even
0: without Parker, was with, without Parker, without Parker, you could tell it was it was clearly wasn't as good. He he took the attention and allowed a lot of people to go one on one that didn't weren't didn't have the opportunity to do so when Parker was out. But with Parker yeah, in there, it made yeah. everybody look better.
1: This year for Louisville, you're going to have James Quick, who's been incredibly underwhelming during no. his time at Louisville, and a dude from UAB as your main <laughs> receiving targets.
0: Well I, 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 I'd say I didn't say it wasn't going to be a question mark. That was uh, yeah. when I was I on the show out. with Greg Brom a few weeks ago on television. Uh, Not only were the ratings extremely high because I was on the show, but you know he asked me the, what my biggest question mark for Louisville football going into the season was, and I told him, I mean, it's, it's wide receiver. I mean, it's the biggest. They lost. I think, what, like 80% of their receptions last year. That's three of their top four. I think the biggest receiver coming back in terms of receptions is, is James Quick, which was at 32, I think. Outside him, the next guy is, is uh, Charles Stansbury, who had seven. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to lose.
1: Yeah, it is. It'll be tough. All right, we're need to, at 5 o'clock, we need to head to a commercial break. We'll be right back here on 1450 Sports Bus.
0: You ain't nothing but a hot I'm
1: Hey, it what did people do before they invented TV? Don't be stupid, Beavis. There's always been TV. There's just more channels now.
0: Now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Progress is cool. <laughs> Presented by Allen Electric. we back to-
1: lively debate today trevor
0: and that's st- and I, you know what i'm i don't even get mad because I was, I was actually talking to yace at the break a little bit and i really do i think uh this is uh this is a psychology uh, student in me in one of the few classes i went to at wagner because other than the one that had a tv and a vcr in it in the room but uh i think i think it's more of your projecting your anger from the UL fans that are over hyping and unfairly, probably over hyping Bolin, and you're projecting that hate onto Bolin. But instead of yelling at them, you're yelling at Bolin.
1: That might. Uh, you're probably right.
0: And in some way, I'm sure Freud will tell you your mom's involved. But that's you know that's that dude's weird.
1: <laughs> oh, anyways, uh, Kentucky doesn't have the same questions at quarterback. Uh, Patrick Toll's ready to rock and roll, like I've been saying all along. I think he's going to have a decision to make at the end of the year, whether or not he's he wants to go pro. I think that's how good of a season he'll have. Running backs uh, are, are set for Kentucky. UK's offensive line will be better. And wide receivers, while there might not be a single go-to guy yet, uh, I do think that somebody will step up, and, and it is a very deep uh, – a lot of deep candidates at that position. So UK's offense, I think, is probably going to be maybe the best you've seen since 2007 – Probably not better than 2007, because you, you still have a question mark at tight end, can C.J. Conrad as a freshman make a big leap and, and you don't have the sure things like you did with Stevie Johnson or, or Keenan Burton, but I think it will be in that same conversation. Not well, better.
0: Stevie Johnson was a question mark going into the season. Though. He was a JUCO, was he not?
1: He was a JUCO, but he had played in 2006 and looked pretty good, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Okay, I just don't remember his impact in 06. Because 07, his senior year was the – Stevie get loose game, correct? Yes. Our mm. 2007 was a Stevie. Guy. Yeah. His senior year. That's, that's when I, per- I did not I'd be lying. If I told you, I knew who he was is the year before.
1: Yeah. Um, he, the UK offense looked good in 2006. The defense was not nearly as good. I, that, you know, I think again, in that Louisville game in 2006, I think UK put up 28 or 35 points, but gave up, you know, 50 or, or however many it was. Um, but it showed promise. and I think last year's U.K. – I think last year U.K.'s offense showed promise at times. Um, the thing is, it's a long season. In the SEC, you're going up against a lot of great defenses. Louisville was a great defense last year. It'll be a great defense this year. Uh, so you just have to have a way to maintain that for 12 consecutive games, you know, 14 consecutive weeks. You've got to be able to stay healthy as well, and nobody can predict that. So, well, I, I,
0: no, that's I, not true. If they if they want if they want to stay completely healthy, they can always get some of Russell Wilson's uh, recovery water.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, had saw, I I saw that. What was the exact context of him saying that?
0: I haven't read actually any like, quote article regarding it. Just headlines through Twitter, and apparently, uh, according to one tweet by, like, this for example, the Sporting News says that. Apparently, Russell Wilson claims he healed a concussion with Miracle Water that he invests in. I I, I think he's ripping off the water boy, if you ask me, but that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's... um, Didn't we
0: see that scene when uh, the girl from American History X runs out and gives him the Eskimo water and he he does a little cartwheel up and he's back, you know, alive and well?
1: Yeah, Russell Wilson seems like a weird dude.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he does.
1: (laughs) There's something not right going on up there.
0: Well I mean he's uh, why shouldn't he have recovery water? I mean he talks to God i mean he you know he's 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 uh he's, he's 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 close with the big man upstairs you know he's doing uh he's he's why he should have water maybe he can turn it to wine as well
1: and there and he he truly believes God wins or loses games for him
0: oh yeah oh yeah what else is, not, what, what else would God be doing on a Sunday but watching the seahawks play
1: it's <laughs> It's not um. It's not right. It's not right at all what's going on with him. Uh, we need to talk a little bit about Louisville City soccer. There's, there's not too much going on with the UK. There's some recruiting news that I'll try to get to at the end of the show, but uh, not too much going on with, with football or basketball right now as they prepare. Uh, camp is over, and they're going to start preparing for Louisiana Lafayette. And like I said, next week will be the the week where we'll, we'll really get into it and break down the opponent and what to expect in that game. I
0: can't wait <laughs> for that when I try to play the devil's advocate of how the UK is not going to blow them <laughs> away and you're just going to get so mad and a at thir- me. <laughs>
1: hey, a, 13 and a half point spread right now, Trevor, seems awfully low.
0: That's 27 less than what you gave me, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think your spread gets a little bit bigger every time. Yeah, I think it's,
0: <laughs> it's like the Goldberg winning streak in WCW. It's like every week it goes up 10 points.
1: Yeah, well, I think Kentucky cruises to win against Louisiana Lafayette. I'd be surprised if it was within fourteen. So if you're into gambling, maybe that's something you'll you'll want to look into. But uh, again, nothing nothing new with UK football right now. I went to the to the Louisville City match last night as they took on MLS Orlando. Did you get a chance to follow along, Trevor? Did you watch on YouTube? I'm guessing the answer is probably no. You're not a big soccer guy. Nah,
0: no, I'm not a big soccer guy. I uh, Had uh, the tough enough season finale last night was on, and after that, I had to run some errands, so I was kind of out and about. And then, on t- when I did get home, uh, it was all about the Madden 2016, which I downloaded uh, the night before, and it takes about 18 hours to download on a video game. We got to get that hurried up by the uh, the PS4 people. So I played Madden. I ended up playing a lot of Madden last night.
1: Well, that's how, How's the new Madden? Is it the same as every other year like it's always been?
0: Um, Yeah, the graphics are pretty cool. I mean, uh, Bridgewater's an 80, 82. Uh, Devontae Parker's a 72, but with good speed. So uh, the, they added some increments in terms of uh, making making it a little tougher to catch balls. You have to switch over to the receiver and press, like, a certain different button depending on how you want to make the catch. So uh, I don't like a lot of it. Sometimes I think more... It's not good to add more things sometimes more is you know less is more to me, but uh it's still the graphics are pretty awesome and i played I played three games last night i'm still struggling scoring but i'm three 0 with with Eagles
1: I had my boy Aaron rodgers in ninety nine if I heard correctly
0: I might be i uh, i did uh, i did a fantasy draft where I took uh with the Eagles and wanted to did that only to make sure I had Parker and uh, bridgewater, which i had to uh, had to redo the draft order like three to four different times because uh, Bridgewater kept going in the top 10 of the fantasy draft. So I had to guarantee. so it took me a while to get him. I finally did. And uh,
1: oh, I'm happy. You yeah. Did that, I'm, I'm, my
0: life is complete. Now I can go, I can rest my head. And, and, but
1: you and missed beat. out on a, on a great soccer match at, at Louisville Slugger field. They fell just short of 10,000, uh, which was uh, kind of a bummer. They were just under uh, 9,500, but a, a good crowd, easily the biggest one. It, it was noticeably bigger than what you've, what I've seen from some of the other matches that I've been to uh, noticeably louder too. And it did seem like just people kind of overhearing people talking that there was a lot of first timers there that seemed to be enjoying themselves. The, the people, the person that won the two free tickets yesterday, Trevor said that they, that they had never been uh, really enjoyed the experience and had a lot of fun and said they'd be back, which is a uh, good news. I, I think that's what Louisville City's trying to do right now is they've they're not making a lot of money having to play in Louisville Slugger Field with how that that deal works out, uh, but they they got a win against MLS team and a convincing win, winning three to one. And uh, Orlando City didn't play some of their best guys, but they still did have plenty of starters out there. And if you watch the match, Louisville City dominated from start to finish.
0: Good. I mean, I believe did I not? Uh, you said this was against Orlando, right? The uh, MLS team or.
1: It um, it was against Orlando, yes. Yeah, and, and, did, did,
0: and did I not say uh, in fact or fiction that it was a fact that they would, uh, they would not lose that game?
1: Well, I said that, and you agreed with it, so we were both right.
0: Oh, well, you played a piggyback, on my, I, to piggyback on my correct answer.
1: How is that piggybacking? <laughs> I was the one who made the statement, and you agreed with it.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, I, I you made the statement. I, I, I confirmed it being a fact. If I said it was fiction, then... You would have been—you uh, would have been wrong along with
1: no, me. No, no, the statements that I make <laughs> are my statements, and then you just—do you know how Factor Fiction works on Fridays, Trevor?
0: Uh, not necessarily. Apparently not.
1: <laughs> I—you make a statement that you that you think is true, that you agree with, or that that you are saying is factual. And then the other person says whether they, they agree with it or not.
0: Oh, I didn't know I had to agree with it when I made my statement. I thought I was just making a statement.
1: When you make your statement, and, and we'll, we'll do, well, I guess we won't do this on Friday because I think you're going to be out. But I will be. If
0: You can call me, though, if you want.
1: If we do this on <laughs> Friday, when you give when you do the fifth one, when you say that, that's something that you believe.
0: Oh. So you, you say Kyle
1: Bolin's a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, and I would say fiction.
0: I got you. I was just throwing out statements.
1: No, you got it. Well, you, you're supposed to throw out statements, but you throw out statements that you believe in.
0: Oh, okay. Good to know.
1: All right. It seems like you got it now, so uh, we'll improve on that. Uh, but, yeah, that, I, I didn't think they were going to lose that match. It, it obviously would mean more to Louisville City than it would to Orlando. You know, any chance you get a, you get to beat up on Big Brother, you're going to take that chance to do it. Uh, and they did it convincingly was what kind of surprised me, is that they really should have won that match 3-0, gave up a goal, though, 3-1, and and looked good doing it. But a fun environment. The mayor was there again. I'll I'll walk around, Trevor, and see different media members, but not media members working, media members just enjoying the game, like myself. Uh, So I, I think this is continuing to grow into something. They'll play another match on Saturday. I'm told that we'll give away tickets again for that match. Uh, so we'll do that on Friday. This will be not against the MLS team. They'll go back to playing the USL, but a, a really important match nonetheless. Weather's supposed to be a little warmer on Saturday, but it's 7.30, so it'll cool down by then. Uh, should be another another great day out there for those that have gone out there and, and had a chance to enjoy it.
0: You've been to almost every game, have you not?
1: I have missed uh, – and remember, I called the first one, um, and, and they've asked me to call a few more, but I, I haven't – the times they've done it, I've had something else going on. Boo. But yeah, well, yeah. And then one of the times they did it, I had a golf scramble that led right into the match. So uh, I was going to have a few beers, so I, I wasn't going to call the game after that. So I, I couldn't do it for for just you know that personal reason then. Um, but I have, think I've missed two or three. So I've been to the
0: majority. Out of how many games?
1: Out of. Eh, I'm spitballing here, but I guess maybe 12. That's pretty good. No, it's it, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it's a good time though. It's but you know some it's not for everybody. Some people are just never gonna like soccer, and i I've, I try to bring some new people each time, and sometimes it's just not gonna click for for those guys that are looking for scores every every so often. It's a you got to be a little bit more patient. But uh, the Louisville is in the support section, which was huge yesterday. I would guess maybe that was around four, eh, maybe four thousand people's too much, but maybe you know maybe two thousand. I think safely we're in the support section, uh, which made for a great great crowd. But um, it's a different environment. They do a good job of playing drums and kind of keeping momentum going and keeping the the atmosphere alive for the for the most part there, uh, which is which is good stuff. Uh, but they'll play again on Saturday, and and we'll talk about that game. During the week, no show tomorrow. Uh, I'll be in Lexington for some work, so won't be able to to be on the air tomorrow. But we'll be back Friday. We'll be on location at Trevor, if I'm not mistaken. We're gonna be at OXMORE Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Correct? That
0: is correct. So and I, I'll be there to help you set. I'll be up there at the beginning, but uh, I've got a uh, I got a fantasy draft. I got four drafts in three days this weekend, so it's gonna be a busy, busy weekend for me.
1: Oh, you, you nervous?
0: Uh, not for my fan, not for my, what's, uh, Matt draft out that night is what is it called? A dynasty league, uh, where we literally just draft rookies only rookies and players that were free agents at the end of the season. Uh, you keep, uh, you keep 20 players every year going from year to year. So it's, it's almost like running a real dynasty. And I've struggled over the last couple of years building this team, but this year I've got, uh, Eddie Lacey, Adrian Peterson, Justin Forsett, Antonio Brown, Sammy Watkins, Phillip Rivers. I've got a. I got a, I got a really good chance I think I'm gonna win the money on this one.
1: That sounds like a pretty good team.
0: And then I got a draft Saturday night I'm hosting, which is an auction draft, and then I got a draft at one o'clock on Sunday, and then four thirty on Sunday. Both all three of the four are at the horseshoe. Well, With uh Man Pharrell uh, Elliott's KFFSC.
1: Yeah, that sounds like you're gonna have a, a, a nice little weekend. You'll have to keep us updated on how those drafts go. Uh, I'm only going to probably get in maybe one more league. I, I don't like being bogged down with fantasy leagues. It just becomes a little too much to keep up with. And then, and then you end up in a situation where you're rooting for a guy because you have him in one league, but then you're playing against him, So then you don't want him to do too well. And it, it just it becomes a little messy. So I'm only going to do <laughs> one more league, but um, I'm not sure when that draft's going to be. As a matter of fact, probably need to get in on that, need to get in on that and figure it out. Uh, Some recruiting news, basketball recruiting news. We'll close out the show with this today. Um, So, some websites updated their rankings, uh, which is uh, interesting. One guy, I I, want you guys, it's basketball recruiting nerd talk. Um, One of the sites had Jason Tatum, who's committed to Duke outside the top ten, which is just crazy because Jason Tatum could probably go play in the NBA tomorrow and and do okay, Um, but... That's e- either here nor there. You're starting to find more people set up their official visits, Trevor, in the fall. That's when they – a lot of people, that's when they want to do it. Sometimes they'll wait till the spring. Uh, most of the times they'll, they'll do it in the fall. And Kentucky's got a solid list of guys that are uh, scheduled to come. And, there's, and you're going to get even more as time goes on. Uh, Mar- Marquise Bolden. Had said his, see, this is kind of a new one, for September 4th, but supposedly he's already backed out of it and said that date's not going to work. They're going to have to figure out another time to do it. Uh, for Big Blue Madness, you've got Miles Bridges, Harry Giles, and UK commit Sasha Killa-Jones will all be in attendance. And then this weekend, guard Kobe Simmons will be there. And then in September, late September, Winyan Gabriel, uh, who skyrocketed in all the rankings from, like, number 70 up until the top 10, He'll visit UK in late September. Trevor, put yourself in one of these kids' shoes where you are a five-star guy. You can go anywhere you want. Do you want to travel? uh, Do you want to go on your official visit where it's going to be a low-key weekend? You kind of get a feel for how the school operates, what it's like to be a student athlete, the ins and outs of how, how everything works. Or do you want to be there for a midnight madness um, where the fan base is going to be on display? You're going to see all the craziness. There's going to be parties. There's going to be this. Well, I, I assume that you're going to go with the latter there.
0: Uh, actually, I would probably myself would go on the low key day. I'd, uh, right. yeah, because one, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm also like speaking from a perspective of now at where I am now in my life. So maybe that's a little bit leaning towards why I'd be with low key, but also, maybe that I, I'd feel like that if I went on on a, on a March ma- on, a, on a Midnight Madness type or something like that that surrounds that uh, I would I would I would go and I would leave wondering how much of this is, was kind of I don't want to say fake but you know be disappointed by when I get back and realize every day is not that kind of party you know every day is not this 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 type of atmosphere you ever but, but seen you, you know, ever I mean, seen the movie The Program. No. Okay, it's a by the way, a really good football movie. But there's a scene where the the kid, because the running back comes to recruit, and he like gets off the bus, and uh, they got a band there, and there's cheerleaders there, and they show him around. and It's this party, and then when he gets back uh, in the fall for the beginning of school, he gets off the bus, and there's one guy there. It's his back. It's uh, the backup quarterback, and he's like, "Where's everybody?" at? He goes, "You already signed, dude. It's over. You now it's time to go to work. You no more, you know, being nice to you and sucking up and trying to show you everything's awesome." And that's how I kind of I would be almost disappointed maybe if I if I did that in terms of going with the the high party things.
1: Well, here's the thing though. And even if you go on a quiet weekend, the the staff's still going to try to butter it up where it's going to look better than it probably actually is.
0: Uh. Well, I mean, yeah, I but mean, just, I mean, not to the degree oh, of the expo- the the explosion that you would get at, at like a midnight madness type weekend.
1: Yeah, well, obviously it's not like that, but even if you went when nothing was going on on campus, you know, they're they're probably going to, your student host is probably going to try to take you to a party that's going to be wild. They're going to, you know, show you all the nice parts of campus. So no matter what you, when you go, it's not going to be an overly realistic look of how life would be on UK's campus. I get what you're saying, though, and, and going when it's not Big Blue Madness would be more realistic, but I still think that's a stretch. You know, think about it when you went and toured colleges, you know, back in the 60s. Uh, They uh, how they they they, they show you all the nice stuff. And then when you get to campus, it doesn't really seem like they care about you all that much.
0: Well, I mean, that you know, and that that wouldn't be it didn't it didn't help all the National Guard attacking me while I was at Kent State, too. That sucked. That was a bad time. That
1: that wouldn't be that, that wouldn't be. Realistic, I guess, with a basketball player. I mean, if you're a basketball player, you're you're going to people are going to notice you on campus all the time. But I don't know. I, I would say just I would want to have everybody just roll out the red carpet for me. I wouldn't pick a school based on you know who had the fanciest this and that. But let them all let them all work for me. I, I would want to go to as many midnight madnesses as I could see. See who show me the most love. You know what had the best atmosphere, the best environment. Because, you know, those places, are there places that do that, Trevor, that don't get national exposure during the year? No. All the places that do those big, crazy Midnight Madnesses, they're always on ESPN because their fan base is so crazy. So, I would I would want to see that, I think. You might as well get them when they're at their best.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's really a less, I don't think there's really a bad choice in the two. I just think it's almost a preference of the personality of the kid, and if that's the case, then. Your coaching staff that you need to, you need to kind of recognize that when you do uh, put in their their uh, what, what weekend or whenever you want them to come officially visit you need to recognize okay this kid kind of down to earth little low key probably not best to bring him in maybe and blow his mind with some kind of midnight madness thing maybe it is maybe it's not but and then you have you know recruit B that you know is kind of flashy and you know likes to do uh, rap dances and things like that let's bring him in for let's bring him in for that he'll this will probably help him sink him more. It's almost a preference, I think, you've got to know as a coaching staff what kind of kid you're recruiting and what's best to, the fit to make you the better odds at winning his, uh, his, his future uh, position and playing basketball. Yeah,
1: and that's true. I always do find it interesting that UK, if they have commitments going into Big Blue Madness, they'll always have the commitments arrive for Big Blue Madness so they can be in the ears of the uncommitted guys. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I did an article last year on Big Blue Madness about – the the commitment rate afterwards, how many guys they bring to Big Blue Madness and if they end up committing to UK or not. Uh, Odds are they do. But uh, there are plenty of people that don't as well. I want to say it was maybe like 60 percent that come to Big Blue Madness, end up committing to UK or something along like that. I I need to pull that up. But uh, that's a a little over a month away. But, you know, football season's just around the corner. Uh, We're not too far away from basketball season. I love when it's the crossover where we can talk about both all the time, uh, but anyways, uh, running out of time on today's show. We we started the show on a on a somber note without a doubt. We're gonna probably end it that way too. Uh, the guys at the station know about this, but my my grandmother uh, probably doesn't have too much time left on this earth. As she's she's battled Parkinson's for eighteen years. One of the strongest people I know in my life. Um, her time's probably coming to a close this week uh, you know the, the doctors have kept saying one day and it seems like she keeps uh, living a little bit longer and longer if she fought
0: but Parkinson's it, that long she's not going out without a fight
1: yeah it, it, and you know they they've they've she was kind of choking on her food uh, so they had a feeding tube and, then, and they've taken that out so it, it really is sadly just a matter of time uh, but you know, at, at times I know sometimes uh, they, they put the show on in her nursing home so um so she's she's listened and she's a big a huge supporter of me uh, she really got me into sports because she always had such great seats to Louisville games that she allowed me to go uh, sit down there and and, and kind of take it in and it kind of made me want to be a media member because I'd have media members Dick Vitale whoever it was walking right in front of me and I'd get autographs and really I don't think I'd be in the position I, I am today without uh without everything she's done for me so uh, it'll be a sad few days when when she does pass, but she lived a great, happy life, has great grandkids, a uh, big family, and, and loved by many. So, uh, thinking of her, wishing her the best, and I appreciate uh, the well wishes and, and, and or the the wishes, the happy wishes that you all have sent me. Um, so, just be on the lookout for that. And again, want to thank her and tell her that I love her. But and, and we're just, out of time despite lines.
0: you going to the dark side of Big Blue Nation, I'm sure she's very proud of you.
1: Yeah, uh, I think so too. So, we're out of time on today's show. We'll be back uh Friday for me. So, we'll see you then here on
0: 1450 the Sports Bus. Take the Georgia Boys show. I'm Kentucky Do. Uncle Priest Classics, Pink Kentucky Blue. They say, don't forget to seven, no be hitting two. Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple. I'm to call it home. Take a shot of chrome. Lay back in the left and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to be G in my zone. High time, sitting by the river Got my old shotgun fishing pole in my liquor Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life When they say I'm doing wrong and I swim I'm doing right Come High time, sitting by the river Got my old shotgun fishing pole in my liquor Say it's time to take a trip to where the grass is blue And peep how the Mid-South do Come on, it's okay.